Welcome to the Married and Naked podcast. I'm Tammy, founder of the blog Married and Naked, life coach and speaker. And I'm Joel, TV host, motivational speaker, and the guinea pig to the lessons you're about to learn. We're high school sweethearts married over two decades, and we're on a mission to help you create the marriage you desire and deserve. Let's get naked. Hey, everybody. Welcome in today. This is Tammy. I'm so happy to have you all with us today. First of all, I just want to thank all of you for being here and supporting this venture of Joel and I. We are just having such a good time doing this podcast, and it's really helped us connect more and really have a good time together. So we hope to be helping you, but we're also helping ourselves as we process through this, aren't we, Joel? It's it's honestly, this is so selfish why we're doing this. <laughs> you just happen to be listening to us being selfish. Us process through all of our all of our issues, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to send out just a quick request. If you are finding value in listening to the Married and Naked podcast, if you could just do us a huge favor at this moment and pause the podcast and head over and just give us a star review. Those reviews are really vital to podcasts and help us get seen so that we can reach more listeners. And our goal is to help as many people as we possibly can. So it is only going to take a few seconds for you to just stop and hit those stars and let us know what you think about the podcast. That'll help us in knowing how to move forward in better serving you. And it'll help our podcast in getting viewed. And we're we're so grateful for those of you that have been following us. I, I cannot believe how many people have already downloaded the Married to Naked podcast. I mentioned this several times. I'm just elated. If you do have a question or a comment, something you want us to address or a topic you want to make a suggestion on, please go to the website and you can anonymously make a comment on the website or share with us a topic that you would like to discuss on the website. You do that by clicking the Ask Married to Naked Anything button on the Married to Naked website, and you can ask us an anonymous question there. Speaking of your involvement, we are so appreciative that so many of you guys have been asking questions. We're getting a lot of similar questions which revolve around our relationship, mm-hmm. yours and my relationship. And they revolve around the timeline of when we knew our relationship was in trouble and how long it took us to get out of that trouble and the steps we took along the way. Mm-hmm. And so what I thought we would do is over, I say I, what we thought we would do is we thought we would spend the next four weeks really kind of breaking down Tammy's secrets. Dun, dun, dun. We need like a, we need like a background for that. Dun, dun, dun. Tammy's secrets of, of really the four things that shifted our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to share those with you. So without further ado, Tammy, I'm just going to throw it to you and ask you, what was the beginning that you, how do I word this? So it sounds uh, creative. What was the beginning of the change when you thought it was the end of our relationship? No, that sounds too dramatic, doesn't it? (laughs) You are too much today. I don't even know where to go with what you're saying. (laughs) Just take me back to the beginning. There was a problem brewing and things weren't going well. And you can hear background noise getting louder and louder. Take me back to those days. Joel lives his life like in a movie. Uh, looking back, it was a very rough time for us. I know I've shared this with you before, but uh, you, the listener, but it was a rough time. We were uh, finding ourselves in this constant cycle of of arguing and conflict that we didn't know how to find our way out of. And we just seemed to go deeper and deeper into this this hole of conflict 
um, and we felt buried. And the further we went, the more hopeless I felt. And I, I think you felt as well. And we just didn't know what was going to happen. And we both started to feel like there was no way we were going to find our way out. And we were headed to separation and ha- headed to uh, eventually divorce. Is I really believe that's where we would have wound up had we not found some strategies to really begin to implement and magically somehow they worked we didn't I didn't know once I started working on these that they were going to actually shift our marriage that was the hope but there was no no guarantees that that's where this was going to go so for reference point um you know we're we've been married now this is our 22nd year of marriage and this all started back about 13 12 uh, 12 13 years into our marriage well I think it it started in the beginning you know, I, I think that really what happens is, you know, you get married and you have all these hopes and dreams and what you don't realize is the amount of effort and work that a marriage is going to take. And so you begin to create these habits that kind of you don't really notice are happening and kind of layer on top of each other. And then suddenly you have maybe an event in your life that for us, it was having children it really highlights the layers of maybe poor habits that we've built up. And for us, it, it was all kinds of things, but really it came down to some really poor communication, um, poor understanding of each other, uh, judgment of each other, all this stuff that we have built up over time. And once children came into the scene, it really highlighted all of that and really amplified it and, and brought it really to the forefront. And suddenly we were so far down into those habits we had no idea how to find our way out. Yeah, I remember. I mean, it was, uh, you know, not too long after we had Dawson. So our second child, um, he's now 12. So, you know, it, it was really when I feel like everything started to shift. Probably maybe it was a year, year and a half old. So that's about 10 years ago. Um, and, and things just started to get to where it was becoming very difficult for us to have a normal conversation without bickering, without arguing, without walking away. And it, it was really scary. So what was the, what was the, the, the tipping point for you to then take us on this new journey? Well, I remember one night we had just a, a very big argument and I don't know what the argument was, was about, but what I do remember is that I was sitting in the room, our bedroom by myself after our argument, and I was just crying and sitting on the edge of the bed and just with my head in my hands and feeling like I can't do this anymore. I just can't go on like this anymore. I, I'm done with this. And I remember questioning where I wanted to go from here. What was that going to look like? And the choices I had or that I felt like I had at that time were to continue down the path we were on, which I was saying I didn't want to do anymore. The other choice was to continue down, go down a path of divorce, you know, which I swore as probably most of us do that that wasn't going to happen to me or I could choose to fight for my marriage. And for whatever reason that night, I just decided I wanted to give it everything I had first. I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight for it. So that was really the tipping point. And I feel like after that moment, I was just really in tune and kind of really hyper aware of, of everything related to marriage, what our friends were talking about or what I was seeing in in blogs or articles. 
And I think that me being really in tune to all of that is kind of what led me to being open to these aha experiences that I had and using those experiences to work on our marriage. And, and there were four very distinct aha moments that I had. And what we want to share with you over the next few weeks is those distinct moments because those were the keys, the true secrets that transformed our marriage. You know, it's it's funny because when you talk about this, it's weird. You know how you ha- your 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 mind, your thoughts are programmed into go to fe- go back to feel how that feels, and your body language has changed. The way you're speaking is kind of changed a little mm-hmm. bit because I feel like it was so hard and and hurtful for us as we were going through this because we were truly. I mean, I think we've shared this before. We we're high school sweethearts. We're most likely to get married in our yearbook in our high school. We we're the perfect couple to everybody on the outside. But when you peeled back the curtain, we were really, really struggling as a couple. And it's so hard to admit that it was hard for us. I don't even know when we actually admitted it to, mm-hmm. to friends and family. I, I don't know when that I happened. I think it was after I started the blog and started writing about it. I, I think so. <laughs> I and admitted then, it to the world before I admitted it to our friends and family. And then people were saying like, oh my gosh, I had no idea you yeah. guys were going through this. So this is, I, I, my point to all what I was saying is that it feels extremely vulnerable what we're sharing. So we really hope that this can help you or you know, your relationship or somebody, you know, maybe this could potentially help them because things aren't always as, as beautiful and as pristine, as sparkly as uh, behind the curtain as they look on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Especially in this day and age of social media, right? We all think everybody's just got this perfect marriage and they're getting flowers and they're so in love. And really, you know, we all are struggling. We all have our own stories And uh, many of those stories don't know if they're going to make it to their happy ever after. So our hope is that what we learned can help you as well. So you made that decision Mm -hmm. that you're going to fight for our relationship. Yes. And by the way, thank you so much for making that decision. (laughs) I mean, I feel bad. Like, well, why didn't I make that decision? But, but you did, I mean, and you did it consciously Mm -hmm. and you became aware of stuff. What was the aha moment then? Well, I had several, but the first uh, moment that I can look back to that really was kind of an awakening to how I can begin to work on our marriage was when a friend of mine came, o- came over, a friend of ours, a very, very good friend, and her and her family came over. And I remember that her and I were in the in the TV room and we were kind of huddled together and you and, and her husband were, you know, in the other room and we, her and I were saying things really quietly because we didn't want you guys to hear what we were talking about. But she was telling me that all these problems that her and her husband were having. And this was stuff I, I had no previous like awareness of what was, this was going on in their relationship. I had no idea this was happening and stuff had gotten very bad for them. And they were literally around the corner of divorce. Like that's where they had gone. And I remember her telling me all the things that he had done to hurt her and, and hurt their relationship. And she was sharing all these stories with me. And then she did something that, that shifted everything. And she, she took the finger that she was pointing at him and she turned it towards herself. And she said, now here's the accountable version, Tammy. She said, here's the accountable version. And then she proceeded to tell me everything that she had done to 
contribute to where her marriage stood. I remember just being really so in awe of her in that moment. Like how, how could she look inward and look at herself and things that she had done when it was so easy to look outward and blame everything he had done? And I, I guess I had never really thought about the idea of accountability before that. Those words, accountable version, they just stuck. I just kept thinking about it over and over and over after she left. And I feel like those were words I was meant to hear. They just were, they were an awakening for me. And I decided I wanted to be more like her. I wanted to be more accountable. And the place I wanted to start was our arguments because, as you said, we just couldn't find our way out of these arguments. And I thought, maybe if we could get a handle on the arguing, maybe we would be okay. Honestly, I know I tell you this all the time privately. I'm saying it publicly, maybe for the first time, but thank goodness you had that realization and you were in tune to pay attention to those words Mm -hmm. that she had said to you because, I mean, boy, did it do a number on our relationship. Yeah, what I really what it, it comes down to is learning how to communicate, right? And our communication was always in a heated sense. It just kept down this awful pattern of just argue, argue, argue. So the key was to learn how to shut that down through better communication skills. So the idea was, well, if I can focus inward, as my friend had done, maybe I could shift some of that arguing to be less heated, to to not go on so long, and really just focus on my own personal growth and learning. So I remember not too long after that, we had an argument, a heated argument. I remember kind of stomping upstairs. I go to my closet when I need to. (laughs) that feels funny to say out loud, but I go to my closet. That's kind of my place to go where I contemplate or when I'm really upset, you, you you can often find me in the closet on the floor. Yeah. It's not a broom closet. just want to make this, (laughs) cause we're, you know, people are having to paint a picture with their minds and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, that poor girl. She's going Uh, into this. No, it's a walk-in closet. No, it's a walk-in closet. There's not ginormous, but I'm not justifying why you should go there now. (laughs) Just say, But just just painting the picture, walk-in closet, you go there. Yes, I go there because it's quiet. I can shut that closet door and kind of contemplate on my own. So I remember sitting in the closet. It was dark, and I'm just so angry, so upset. And what I remember about that is the words, accountable version, coming to my head at that moment and thinking, okay, you said you're going to work on your marriage. Here's your chance. What's the accountable version of this argument? And I, you know, you don't really know sometimes when things really monumental are happening in your life. But this was one of those moments for me. I didn't, I didn't realize how powerful of a moment this was going to be. So I asked myself what the accountable version was. I can't tell you exactly what it was. But what I can tell you is I went downstairs and I sat down next to you and I said, I'm sorry for what I contributed to that argument. And I remember you saying you were sorry too. And I remember we, were, we talked about the argument that night we, and we came to resolution. And I just remember thinking that was huge. Like I couldn't remember prior to that us being able to resolve an argument in a healthy way, you know, anytime prior to that. 
Yeah, it's kind of, you know, weird. Even as you say it, now it's second nature to us. Don't get me wrong. We still have our disagreements and we still argue. But that ability for you to teach that and you didn't even like share it with me. You didn't share with Mm -hmm. me what you were doing at the time. You just did it. You just said, I'm sorry. And here's my, my, and I don't know, for whatever reason in me, it just, it, it just, well, here's what I did. <laughs> you know, it's it like, deflated everything. Yeah. It deflated the heat that was there. That lesson you taught us back then is still something that we do on a daily basis, or I shouldn't say on a daily basis, because we don't argue on a daily basis, but when we argue, it's something to go back to. That is the tool in the toolbox, in my opinion, that helps us move forward every single time. Well, and I didn't know it was a tool at the time. I was just trying to be an account accountable for myself, understanding that blaming you wasn't helping. So I wanted to look within and realizing that you had this, this reciprocation of that accountability without me having to ask for it. It just kind of came naturally. And I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, this could be something here. This could be something. I need to keep trying this. I need to keep working on this. So whenever we would have an argument, my go-to is to, you know, kind of stomp away, be angry. But when I was able to calm down and, and take a breath and think about it, I would always ask myself, what's your accountable version here? And always go back to you and say, you know, it would be like, I'm sorry I was defensive or, you know what, I really said something that I shouldn't have said there or I, I raised my voice. I apologize for that. So it's just owning up to my contribution to that argument. And I just found that when we were able to do that, the arguments got, they lasted less and less time. They weren't as heated. They didn't, you know, go on as long as they were before. And we just really began to learn how to move through these conflicts in a much healthier manner. So obviously this is when it comes to arguments. Do you use or did you start to shift accountability in other parts of your life as well? Yes, I learned this. This really taught me the power of accountability. And really what that means to me is learning that blame doesn't serve. It really doesn't serve anything. Me blaming you in an argument, all that's done and we've proven it time and time and time again. The minute we go into blame mode, we just perpetuate that argument. It just gets more heated. It definitely doesn't calm it down. And I've learned that lesson in my life too. If there's something that I am not happy with, the job for me is not to look outward to see what every thing out there in the world has done against me. My job is to look inward and to realize how I've contributed to where I am. What have I done to get me here? And realizing it's my job to get me out, to get me where I want to go in my life. And I think the the real key is just learning. It, it doesn't serve to blame. It just doesn't serve. It doesn't serve a marriage. It doesn't serve a life in any way. So for people that are listening and maybe hearing this for the first time, you know, accountability, is there something or recommendation that you can give that they can, you know, snap to it right away, go to, oh my gosh, what's my accountable version of what's going on? Well, I don't know that there's just a snap to it. The, the truth is all of this stuff that we teach, 
there is no easy, you know, we make it sound really easy. Oh, I had my accountable version and I went down and said, I'm sorry. And you said, I'm sorry too. And then it was all better. But the truth is it has taken us a very long time to get good at that. There is no easy magic pill. The things that are worthy in life that are worth your, your time and energy, those take time. They take an awful lot of work. Any of your dreams that you have, that you want to accomplish in life, they're going to take time and effort. And if your dream is to have a beautiful marriage, you're going to have to put in an awful lot of time and energy. It's going to take daily work. So I don't think there's a magic pill. But what I would say is really beginning to step back from situations, really beginning to look within and really asking yourself the question, what have I done to contribute? And it's really hard because when you're in an argument, when you're in that conflict state, your go-to is to want to look to the other person to see what they did to wrong you. That's our go-to. So it's hard to separate yourself from that and to really look within and ask that question. Genuinely look within because I guarantee, let's say you were really at blame in one of the arguments that we had. Me? But, but, we, but we had an argument, right? And we got heated and I stomp away and we had all this exchange of words. There was always something that I could identify within that argument that I could own up to that maybe I should have done in a better way. You know, like I said, maybe it was just simple as I, I raised my voice. That wasn't going to help. Maybe I started to blame. Maybe I was super defensive. There's always something I can own. So for me, it was instead of focusing on what you did to wrong me, maybe there was something you did to wrong me. But instead of putting my energy there, my job was to look within and ask myself those to really own up to my own little piece of how I contributed. And that's what I went and apologized for. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about how we were before and how we are now and it's night and day, but it was, we had to change habits and to change a habit's really difficult. And the first step to changing that habit is to be aware of that habit. Yes. And so for the, you know, you became accountable and then you started doing it with me, which got me to do it without even you saying a word. And then when you shared it with me, it got, you know, it was like, oh, okay, what's my accountable version? But by no means did it happen overnight. No, and all. still, we still, still yeah. argue and we still, uh, my default is still to go to that place of defensiveness and, you know, we raise our voice and we go down the road of arguing. But what we found is that knowing this tool, it's always what I go back to. And it may take me some time sometimes, but I will always go back to asking myself that question. Okay, what what am I accountable for here? What is my accountable version and owning up to that? And the minute I am able to do that, things can begin to shift in that, in that argument. So again, people are hearing this for the first time being accountable, or maybe they've heard it in the past, but now you've really kind of broken it down and how it's helped serve our relationship out. Is there any like, you know, golden tip or, you know, key or lead behind that somebody can turn this podcast off and immediately apply in their life. I think one of the most important tips that you could take away is to really evaluate blame. Are you using blame in your life? Are you using blame in your marriage? If you find yourself often pointing the finger away from yourself towards your spouse, towards other people in your life, I encourage you to instead turn that finger on yourself and to begin to look within and to begin to evaluate how you yourself 
have contributed to wherever you are in your marriage, wherever you are in your life. In the beginning, really what we have control over in our lives is ourself. We, I can't control you, but I can certainly take control of myself. That's where you make the biggest impact. So turn that finger on yourself and begin to do the inner work. Thank you so much, Joel, for helping me share secret number one, really to I say the ultimate marriage. Thank you for helping me share that and to articulate it. And we want to share the other secrets with you in the upcoming weeks. So the next three weeks, we will be sharing you tips number two, three, and four of the ultimate marriage. And that'll do it for today. Thank you for joining us today. We're excited to see you over the next few weeks. If you have a question you'd like us to cover here on the Married and Naked podcast, head to the Married and Naked website. Click on the Ask Married and Naked Anything button and you can ask us an anonymous question that we can cover here on the podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Leave us a rating. We would love if you would do that for us. We are still in the beginning stages of our podcast and can use all the help we can get. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Married and Naked podcast. Mm -hmm.